It's not just another boring podcast from some loser broadcasting from his mom's basement. It's from his dingy garage instead. Whatever, man. We cover everything. Pop culture, food. Let me guess, tacos again? That's that's what this show's about. Politics, sports, entertainment, and whatever the hell else is on his mind. I have an addictive personality. Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Scared to tell us the city, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo! What's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. My government name. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or tune in. Keywords in the search box, the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Type that in there. Boom. You're in there. Yeah, I'm fired up, baby. Fired up. Los Angeles versus the world. I don't give a damn. Everybody's like, Jake, please don't talk sports all the time. I don't. But you know what time it is. You know what time it is this time of year. You know what I do. I get on the microphone and I go all out. Los Angeles versus everybody. Los Angeles versus the world. I am a 100% pure blue bread Dodger fan. That's right. I love my Los Angeles Dodgers. I know a lot of brothers ain't into baseball, but I'll give a damn about that. I am. I love my Los Angeles Dodgers. And yes, 1988 was the last time I was 12 years old. 12 years old. And that's the last time I experienced any kind of glory with this team. And I'm tired of seeing Kirk Gibson running around them bases, you know, doing that damn, you know, fist pump and all that stuff. It's time, L.A., and I know last year at this time, yes, the one-year anniversary of the Big Brother Jake podcast. We've been doing this since October of 2018. It's been a year, and last year I was all into baseball, and guess what? It's a year later, and I'm all into baseball one more time. Now, I got to say this much. I love the Dodgers. 106 wins. That is amazing. That is amazing. Nobody else, no other franchise or no other Dodger team in franchise history has won 106 games. That is so hard to do. And I I can tell you from experience, not that I played the game, but I traveled with the team and I used to see every day, day in, day out, the injuries, the things they had to go through, all the stuff they had to fix at home and they come to the ballpark and try to focus on being the best players they could be. So to be able to get 106 victories in one season, my God, that's a Damn good record. I'm so proud of my Dodgers, okay? With that being said, with that being said, yes, 106 games, very, very impressive. 106 games, yeah, nobody else in the West did it. Pretty much nobody else in the damn league did it. The Dodgers did it. But I'm starting to get worried because we are becoming the Atlanta Braves of this generation. Now, the Braves would always win their division and go to the World Series, and out of all of them trips, they won one World Series. Now, I would be happy with one. I would be happy with one. I won't even say that punk's name that gave up Game 7 against Houston. I won't say his name. I won't even help him out if, if his car is on fire. I said his car. If he was, I'd help him. But no, I'm not. You, Darvish, is not a friend of mine. We were that damn close, and it still stings. It still stings. 
You know, then we go next the year after against the Red Sox. And the Red Sox just had our number. Yeah, I said we. I used to get paid by them. I don't give a damn. I'm part of the team. I cheer for them. I don't give a damn. I'll say we. I hate when people say, you can't say we. When I used to get a paycheck from the Dodgers, you can't say we. For I got paid from them. You can't say we. I'm on the team playing. I'm getting checks from the team. So I can say we. And I'm a Dodger uh, uh, worker alumni, so I don't give a damn. Okay? But my biggest fear right now is that my Dodgers are becoming the Atlanta Braves of this generation. Where we keep going to the World Series and keep doing it. Boston did the damn thing. They had, us, they had our number, my Dodgers number, and they beat us outright. By far. We should have won in Houston. We should have beat Houston. But I'm not going to keep going to that because every time I think about that, I get pissed the hell off. But who is standing in the Dodgers' way this year? The only team I really fear, maybe the Yankees. Maybe the Yankees. No one in the National League scares me at all. Dodgers should beat the, the Washington Nationals handedly. You know, I'm not going to say that the, the Nationals are bad. I mean, they did better without Bryce Harper. Mr. Need all my 300 and some million dollars and go to uh, Washington, uh, or sorry, Philadelphia and don't do a damn thing. And now he realizes he probably made one of the biggest mistakes of his damn life. It's not about the big $300 million superstar. It's about a whole bunch of role players that know their role, that know how to perform, that know how to produce, and you put them all together with good chemistry, get some good pitching. Our reliever situation's a little shaky, but I'm not scared of that. Canley Jensen, don't boo, don't boo your own team. Don't boo your own teammates. I would love to see some of you fat, sloppy, unathletic sons of bitches Damn, I feel all those requirements. And you'll go out there in front of 55,000 people after you done pitched the night before and you go into the stadium, you go into the clubhouse. You, you don't see what goes on before a game. These cats are getting treatment. They're watching film. They're, doing, they're having meetings with each other. It isn't they just show up at the ballpark, eat a couple hot dogs, go out there and play. There's a lot of strategy involved. There's a lot of gameplay involved. There's a lot of game planning involved. And nobody sees that. Nobody sees that. I've been witness. I, I've been blessed to witness that on the team plane rides, on the bus rides to and from. These guys prepare a lot, but yeah, get Joe Schmo. I can pitch better than Kenley Jensen. Shut the hell up! You cannot. No freaking way you can. Okay. So with that being said, I don't see anybody, any other team, that the Dodgers should be scared of. The only people, that, the only team that can beat the Dodgers is their damn selves, okay? This is the year. Yes, I've said it before. I've said it two years in a row now. But this year's different. This year's different. This team is clicking on all cylinders. They're getting their stuff together right. Game one, Los Angeles. Before, you know, I'm recording this before game one. The Dodgers are about their business this year. Los Angeles needs a title. 2010 is the last time this city has experienced anything with my Lakers winning it all. But the Dodgers, if they win the World Series, they will take this town over even if the Lakers win, even if oh, the Clippers, it don't matter. It could be any other team, the Rams or the Chargers. It doesn't matter. This town is a Dodger town, first and foremost. People can say it's a Laker town. It is not. People can say it's a Ramstown. No, it is not. This team is a Dodger 
or this town is a Dodger town. And the Dodgers need to come through this year. If they do not win the World Series this year, they are not going to win it for years. Because now these young and up-and-coming players, which they're good, but they're starting to get hurt because they're playing a lot and they're doing everything they can do to keep themselves in the game. But it's a grind, y'all. And people, oh, man, I can't believe he's hurt again. If you play every single day, every single day on the calendar and play baseball, I guarantee you your ass will be in pain. I used to see these guys on the plane rides getting treatment, taking up a whole aisle. And one of my good friends, they used to work for their muscle training staff, trailblazed the whole entire career out of it, you know, whole position. I won't name names because I know he'll get pissed off. But you know who, who you are, and I love you to death. He's my life mentor. He'd be on the plane helping players go through therapy just for these guys to get off the plane Go play or get hurt. Boo! You're always getting hurt. Fool, you don't know what they go through. And I know I'm all over the place right now. But knock on wood, they're really healthy right now. They're doing the damn thing. They're cooking on all cylinders. This is your year, Dodgers. You can't be messing around no more. We tolerated and we were sad about Houston. It broke our hearts in this city. We were hurting bad. We were hurting bad. Okay? But. There are some things that could have been prevented, and we could have had that World Series. The next year, last year, 2018, Boston was just, you know, nah. They weren't having it. They were the better team from start to finish, and we knew that. So it happened, and they won. But this year's different, I'm telling you. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my heart. This is the year our Dodgers go all the way. Yes, I know I'm on in 37 countries, and I know I'm hurting New York, Chicago, Boston, Houston, Minnesota, I'm, I know where I'm heard, okay, because I get the numbers, and the numbers, thank God, thank you all for listening so much, one year anniversary, oh, oh, yeah, I get all that, we're going to talk about that later, but right now, I'm an Angelino, okay, I'm a Los Angeles Dodger right now, fan, I am LA, I am an LA person, LA fan, damn, damn near a native, because I've lived in the city about 23 years, okay, definitely a Cali native, grew up in Southern California, okay, Hetro in Califas, okay? For reals, like for reals. California is my, I rep the state to my heart. I rep the West Coast to the heart. And I always rep my Dodgers and Los Angeles to the heart. Yeah, I'm from San Bernardino, but LA is my home. And the Dodgers are my squad. And I'll be damned if I'm not going to go 100% backing them, okay? So you could get mad at this segment. I don't give a damn. You could be pissed off I'm talking baseball. You could be mad I'm talking sports. I don't give a damn. Sit through it. It's going to get better, I promise, for y'all. But for my fellow Dodger fans out there that know how I'm feeling right now and know the struggle and know how much pain we're in because of that pitcher that I won't name his name that cost us the World Series, we're still hurting from 2017. Okay? So for those that can go to the Dodger game, as I record this, if you go tomorrow, okay, or today, if you're listening, you know, the next day, and I know one of my one of my dope-ass homegirls, shout out to Stacy, is going to the game. So you better bring some good luck with you. But be loud, be proud, and wear that Dodger blue. If you got to go through blood neighborhoods, they'll take it off. You know, you don't want no trouble, especially if you ain't game banging. But what I'm saying is strictly this. I said all that to say this. Dodgers. 
We're rooting for you. We love you, Dodgers. We love you, Los Angeles. We need this title, okay? I don't want to see Minnesota hoisting up a trophy. I don't want to see the Yankees hoisting up a trophy. I don't want to see the Nationals hoisting up a trophy. I don't want to see the Braves hoisting up a trophy. I want to see Justin Turner and all them cats hoisting up that World Series trophy. I don't give a damn if it's on their home field or on the away field. I just want to see champagne popping bottles after the World Series in the Dodger clubhouse. It's time. Dave Roberts was one of the few players that knew me by name when he was a player on the Dodgers. And I love that man so much. And he catches a lot of shit, okay? And it hurts my heart to see it. And there's some things I would say, but I I know too many people and I don't want to get people in trouble. And I'm not trying to sound like I'm a big shot, but it's facts, okay? He's a hell of a good manager that has to make decisions that are above him sometimes. That's documented, all right? But this year's different. It just feels different. It looks different. And the team has a different swagger from, they ha- from what they had two years ago. Okay? I'm not overlooking Washington or whoever's in the next round and get to the World Series. But the way this team is built, there's no way they should be losing in the first or second rounds. This team is built for the World Series. They've been there before. They know what it takes to get there. And there's no excuse. They got to finish the job. So I'm saying this, Dodgers, please win a World Series. Please win a World Series. The city of L.A. needs it. Los Angeles versus everybody. So you can hate on my squad. You can be mad this first segment was all about sports and the Dodgers. I don't give a damn. Start your own podcast, okay? But I'm going to say this, Dodgers, win the whole damn thing. You got my support. Los Angeles is here. We're waiting to party. We've had champagne on ice for two damn years, and it's time. It is time to celebrate. I have had enough bad shit happen to me in the last four or five months that I will discuss at a later date. Oh, I can't wait to do that show. That show's coming, and everybody's going to know, and I don't give a damn right now if I get myself in trouble. What? Legal departments tell me shut the hell up. All right, I'll shut up. But I'll say this, Dodgers, do it for the city. Do it for fans like me that have been supporting this team since I was a baby. My first experience with the Dodgers was 1981 with one of my ex-co-workers, but one of my friends to this day, the great Rick Monday hitting that home run in Montreal, pumping his left hand in the air because he left-handed, hit that home run and destroyed the franchise. Expos weren't the same after he did that. Except for that one year they could have went to the World Series. Oh, and a strike happened. That's right. That's what happened. But I'm telling you right now, my voice sounds great. I'm fired up. I've been waiting to get on this microphone and talk that shit. But I'm going to tell you right now, straight up, I am ready for a World Series championship. Dodgers, do the thing, okay? Do the damn thing. Take it home, win us a title so we can party. And I'm telling y'all right now, you want to be around me if the Dodgers win the World Series. You want to be around me when the Dodgers win the World Series. Because I'm buying stuff for everybody. I might not even be sober for like a week. And I will give a damn. I, I already talked to the bosses on my jobs. Like, yo, yo, it's our year. It's our year. I want to celebrate. Two of the three jobs said, <laughs> come to Staples and get your ass to work. The other job, shout podcast one. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah. Worked on a running schedule. So let's stop with all this. 
It's our year. It's our time. And support your squad. And, yo, Padre fan, we're going to talk about this again. Don't get in my face talking about, oh, well, you know, we sound like Raider fans or we sound pathetic that we made it, you know, the last two years. Y'all can kiss my ass. Because guess what? The one thing I have in common with the San Diego Padres and myself is both of us will be watching the game from the couch. Hello, everybody. You're listening to my daddy, Big Brother Dick. This is the Big Brother Dick broadcast. Bye, everybody. All right, so enough of the baseball talk. <laughs> I was a little heated, so I apologize, but damn, let's win a damn World Series. And sorry if there's any kids in the car. Yes, I curse. Your Uncle Jake, you know, your Uncle Big Brother Jake sometimes says bad words, so it's going to happen. But I want to move on to something else. It's been one year, one year since I started the Big Brother Jake podcast. And the first show I did got 17 downloads. <laughs> and I was happy. I was like, man, if five people listen to it, I'll be happy as hell. But we've gotten over 20,000 downloads on the Big Brother Jake all time, all time, not just, you know. And it's been amazing. It's been an amazing run. I almost quit a couple times, and I almost said I wasn't going to do this no more. But when you have people in your corner that mean a lot, you listen to them. And this segment is going to be all about shouting people out, making the Big Brother Jake podcast what it is. First of all, I want to thank the people. You the people. You know, I've been coming on this podcast, try to do it every week, but it's usually every other week. We This is episode 44 we've done in a year. I was hoping to do at least 100, but things happen and you, you just, you know, I got a nine to five and I can't always do this. But when I get emails from different countries saying how much they love the show and that they listen in Nova Scotia or whatever, I'm going to shout out every single country. <laughs> I am. And I'm a boy with it, and I don't give a damn. But when you're heard not just from your friends, but total strangers in all these different countries, it's amazing. And it's flattering. And I've loved doing this podcast. But I realize, you know, there's times I don't have anything to talk about. And I run out of things to say. And so I won't do an episode that week. Or there's things I want to share in my private life that I cannot for obvious reasons, but I'm an open person. I'm an open book, and I always want to be authentic and share my story with you because there might be people going through the same thing, but they're scared to talk about it. You know, and I've been very open about my depression and my mental health. I've been very open about my social media um, obsession, I guess you can say, um, or addiction. I love social media a little too much. I'm on my phone way too much, and I'm trying to do things to distract myself from being on the phone. And it's not working. So I try to go out now. I try to visit people and keep my phone in my pocket. And... (laughs) There's some people that are very close to me 
when we get together and they're on their phone, it's like, all your happiness is in front of you. And that's a reminder. And sometimes it just doesn't work out for those people. But yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> but I've had some guests on here that I can't thank enough. Like my boy P-Dub, he comes on all the time. And he'll do fun things with me and he'll go with it. And if I want to, you know, kind of lie about something, he will not do it. He won't be down with it. He's authentic like that. And he's my best friend. I've known him, you know, well over like 30-some years. So I want to thank the homie P-Dub, a.k.a. Paul Wilson, for always coming on the show, always supporting, always listening. He's listened to every single episode, okay? But you coming on the show, being a guest, being my Laker insider has been fun. And we'll continue that next season with the Lakers or this upcoming season. Uh, somebody near and dear to my heart, the great Olympic gold medal winning swimmer, Amy Van Dyken. That was a blessing to have her on my show. She has been nothing but like nice and loving, especially lately with things I'm going through. She checks up on me all the time, and I, I can't thank her enough, but she was one of the most entertaining guests we had here on the Big Brother Jake podcast, and um, without her in my life, period, I don't know where I'd be because she's always like, you know, despite the fact she had an ATV accident and she's now paralyzed, that has never stopped her from being great. So I appreciate her. I appreciate her for everything she's done for coming on. Of course, the great Stephen A. Smith. We'll have him back on again. His schedule and my schedule literally were so busy we keep missing each other. But he did promise he'd come on the podcast, so I'm really working on it. And eventually we'll get him on, probably trash the Cowboys again. But these guests that I'm talking about, you can go back to all of our archived episodes on the Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can go to SoundCloud.com slash Big Brother Jake Podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, keyword search, the Big Brother Jake Podcast. You know, so also want to thank my girl Jesse Dallas Childs from FabulistaCookies.com. That is the official cookie of the Big Brother Jake podcast. Go to FabulistaCookies.com. She has been a friend for years, and I surprised her with her saving my life. She didn't like that. She was a little mad at me, but, you know, she has her own business. I'm proud of her. She's doing big things. And uh, you should try the Big Brother Jake uh, cookie. You go to FabulistaCookies.com. Telling you, she's amazing. And that's what the segment's brought to you by her. The official cookie of the Big Brother Jake podcast. My man Curtis King. One hell of a talent. Worked with Justin Timberlake, E-40, Kendrick Lamar. I mean, the guy's done it all. He took time out to be on the Big Brother Jake podcast. Clippers TV broadcaster, used to be radio, Brian Seaman. Thank you for coming on. You know, that was cool that you were able to do that. My man Kenyatta Griggs doing his thing, hip-hop motivator. And check out his book. Go to Amazon.com. Uh, My Barber's Hands Stink. <laughs> That's the name of his children's book. My Barber's Hands Stink. I think it's a clever title. And he, he came on to talk about the passing of Nipsey Hussle and how he knew Nipsey Hussle. And wanted to get out the information on how great Nipsey was. So I appreciate him coming on the show. My man Walter Goss, 
Emmy-nominated stand-up comedian and writer. We did an interview, not going to lie. It was good, and it was ready to go, and then my computer crashed, and I lost it, and he's mad at me for it. And I can't blame him because I have, like, 12-year-old equipment that I'm using or have used. I'm borrowing somebody else's equipment until I upgrade, upgrade, everybody upgrade in the studio. So that's been dope. And I also got a shout-out the United States, Canada, Ireland, Mexico, United Kingdom, Argentina, Germany, Spain, Algeria, Australia, Romania, Lithuania, Colombia, Vietnam, Ukraine, Egypt, Russia, Indonesia, Peru, Philippines, India, Czech Republic, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Portugal, France, Lebanon, the plurinational state of Bolivia, South Africa, Italy, Malaysia, United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, El Salvador, Singapore, Greece, Netherlands, Brazil, but Belarus, Switzerland, Bolivarian, Bolivarian, <laughs> Republic of Venezuela. We're heard in places I've never heard of before. Nigeria, Oman, the Dominican Republic, Chile, Malta, Guatemala, and New Zealand. I don't know how many that is. I think that's 37. But those are all the countries that are rocking with the Big Brother Jake podcast. And I can't thank them enough. You know, we're big in Canada. The country outside of us, out of the United States, and listens. Canada and Mexico are by far some of the biggest listeners. Um, oh, and Japan, if I didn't mention Japan. Japan, we also got listeners there. So it's pretty dope. Rocking with us all around the world. And it's just an amazing feeling. You guys have heard my stories about getting attacked by turkeys and, you know, Hurt my knee, <laughs> getting like raided in Mexico, almost dying with Peter. Me in drama class being heard for my melodic tunes via my buttocks. <laughs> There's a lot of fun things that that you know I've talked about in the Big Brother J podcast. Um, memory lane with all of these, um, just fantastic, man. Time I told Chuck Wilbury he was fat. And I stand by that now because he's a pompous ass, and I don't care who knows it or whatever. You know, I see him in his propaganda, but I don't get into politics. I don't get into politics. Okay. Talked about the time Vince Scully saved my life from a terrible asthma attack in Mexico City, brought me back to life. Shout out to him. (laughs) Working with Vin was fun. Uh, Just so many memories of doing this podcast. Now, we're going to take it to the next level. I was running around about with my boy, Black Steve, a.k.a. Steve Scorsese, uh, vi- you know, taking video of things in Los Angeles and working on some visual promos. And we talked to a couple restaurants, you know, because I want to do, like I promised, taco reviews. Like, man, you ain't even done that in your open. You don't even live in a dingy garage. No, I did get a damn good upgrade studio. And the studio is a hell of a lot better than my dingy garage was. No question. So we're working on a lot of things, working on a YouTube channel for the podcast, so you get to see my pearly yellows when I smile and have fun doing this podcast, have a lot more guests come on. Um, we're going to have calls. We're going to have a lot of calls coming on. That's what we want. We want callers. And I will announce at the beginning of the week you know, what I want to talk about, and if you want to be a part of it, 
DM me your information because I'm not going to give my phone number out on my podcast and have weirdos calling me, just the weirdos I know, and we'll do that. I, I, I really can't wait for all the things I got ready to go on. We're going to interview people on the road, take it on the road. We're going to broadcast from different locations, not just the studio. Sometimes if I feel inspired, I'll be at the beach and we'll do it there. Maybe at a bar, maybe, you know, downtown somewhere. You know, maybe inside the car, just going for a ride, and you could just kind of catch my vibe. The only other time we did a remote broadcast was when I uh, did a remote broadcast from Staples Center. And that's around the time when Nipsey Hussle passed away, and I just felt the vibe in Staples Center. I knew that the funeral was going to be there. I knew beforehand I couldn't say anything, and I just want to get that vibe there. So it's been a lot of fun with that. Um, I do have a new nine to five, so it's like, eh, it's a little hard to do these podcasts, but we're going to do more and we're working on getting a lot of interaction going on on the internet and also on like the screen, like video. So you get to see me do it, hear me do it and have a lot more guests playing, a lot more big things happening. I know I always said we got big things playing. It's kind of a crutch now and you guys don't believe me because I lied to you so much, but. I have a lot more people want to come on, and they're like, yeah, I'll do it now. Oh, you waited until I was in 37 countries, huh? Not when I got 17 downloads on my first episodes, but I do have to say, my man P-Dubs listened to every episode, so shout out to P-Dub, shout out to my man Jesse Tassetti that's listened all the time, my man Richard Paniagua, oh man, like he listened to every episode, my man Jackson Boren, um, so many people to name. That have listened to each and every episode. Uh, my man Rhino Rising. My man Jay. You know what's good. I know you listen each and every time. Gumby Dave in the house. My man Ben Maller in the house. You know he likes to listen. But he won't say it out loud. Because he's scared I'm going to take his job. <laughs> Shout out to Maller Militia. I know you're going to go back and tell him that. But nah Ben's way too good. Uh, I'm going to shout him out anyways because he don't like it. But my man, Bill Lasour. Bill Lasour is somebody you need to Google. He's my life mentor. He's the man. He's the main reason. Let me tell you a quick story. He's the main reason why I'm doing this podcast. I went and took a trip out to Arizona. I was going through some crazy times. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Did I want to get back on radio? Did I want to stay outside of radio? I didn't know. So while I was on leave from work for my cuckoo-ness, I decided to take the seven-hour drive out to mm, Scottsdale, Arizona. And I told Bill, I said, Bill, you've always given me great advice, and I just want to stop by your office and talk to you just for a couple hours. I will drive seven hours to talk to you for two. So this man with a splitting migraine headache and had a tooth extracted the day before. Didn't tell me because he's a Brooklyn hard ass and he's hardcore and he doesn't like to tell people when he's in pain or going through anything because he's a man's man. And he was one of the few people when I was on the Dodger uh, plane working for the Dodger Radio Network. He's one of the few that always talked to me on the plane all the time. Never turned his back on me, never said anything mean to me. He always liked to hear what I had to say and listen and this and that and take a lot of adult advice from him. 
So he used to say that I would hold court on the plane sometimes and that I was funny and that I needed to start a podcast. And I said, I want to get into radio again. And I actually want to do some on-air stuff. But, you know, I can't find a job. He's like, see, that's where your problem is. You limit yourself. You need to create your own lane. Create your own lane. He did it in Major League Baseball, and he's too modest to say anything. But there was no muscle therapist in Major League Baseball. He created the position himself, and now every team has one. So, Bill Lasur, I owe you so much. There might be some people mad at you, too, because now I talk all the damn time. They don't hear it. But Bill Lasur, you're my man. Like, you are the reason why I did this podcast. I can't thank you enough. And because of you, I'm doing it, and it's only going to get bigger and better. I'm not scared to do things anymore. I was scared to take chances, scared to talk about certain things. But I'm going to get a lot more raw and a lot more real on this podcast. I know kids listen, but I can't not not be me. You know, I got to do me. I got to be who I am, and I can't let certain people or things hinder me from doing that because that's not me. If you know me, you know I'm a little raw, you know I'm a little crazy, you know I'll speak my mind and I'm an open book. That's not going to change. If anything, I'm probably going to talk more because there's a lot of things that I want to share with the world that, you know, I may be going through the same thing they are and vice versa, and we need to talk about it as adults and grow up and not just talk about crazy stories, but one year of this podcast, and I'm I'm really excited and really happy about it, and I know I'm kind of rambling on. I really didn't have a lot to talk about today. I didn't. Other than the Dodgers, I want them to win badly because I want my team to win a damn World Series, and we're hoisting up trophies in Los Angeles. You know, I got the Clipper thing going on still. Got the Kings thing going on still. Be dope if, you know, one was in the Stanley Cup final and one was in the NBA final. Yes, I'm a Laker fan, so let's stop talking about that, all right? But there's so many other people I want to thank. You know, I'm a, I'm embarrassed them, but, <laughs> and I don't care. So, my guy Alex, the Weber, I love you, brother. Yes, you listen to every episode. And your wife, my sister. The one that makes my face look good, Shanae Santana DeWeber. That's my sister right there. And look, people say I've been glowing lately. Well, it's because of RNF. Rodan and Fields got me looking super fly, okay? So I'm trying to look super fly because the more fly I look, the more attention I get. So you go to ShanaeSantana.MyRNF.com. I think I said that right. <laughs> or the R with the plus sign F. Or RNF. No, ShaneeSantana.MyRNF.com. She'll take care of you. She'll take care of you. So there. I'm making up, Shanae, for the time that I said my face was glowing and I didn't shout you out. So now I embarrass the hell out of you. But those two right there have got me through some hard times. For sure. So I love y'all to death. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for y'all. And uh, as you sit in the car or wherever you're listening to this podcast, ha ha, I got you. 
<laughs> but there's so many of y'all to name, and I, I really want y'all to come on the show and talk. You know, my homeboy, Anthony Bonilla, I just talked to him tonight. He's like, I want to be a guest in your podcast. Well, you got to be entertaining. This dude's entertaining. He'll come on. We'll have my man Walter Goss come back on. We'll have Stephen A. Smith come back on. Amy Van Dyken said she'd do it again, and she listens. She didn't really say that, but that's just pressure. <laughs> but it's been a fun year. I don't regret anything except one episode that I cringe every time I listen to it. Yes, I do go back and listen to these. Usually as I'm you know finished with them and I edit them and upload them, then I listen to them in the car and then I cringe because damn, I could have did that better, this better, whatever. And I know I'm rambling on this segment and this is the final segment. We're only doing two today because I'm very tired. I have to hit the freeway in about four hours, but I wanted to show thanks to all the listeners of this podcast. This podcast isn't shit without you guys. Okay. And I really hope that one day I could do this thing justice and I'm not just doing it my dingy um, office studio now. No more, no longer a dingy garage. And we crack the top 200 in, on, on iTunes. But I want this thing to be global and it's not just something for me to talk or yap. I want to make a difference. You know, I do this thing called Fake Philosopher on social media where I try to find uplifting quotes that, you know, some of them, you know, kind of corny, I know. Other people are like, oh, I look forward to them. And are inspired by them, which is great. But I think one of the things I'm destined to do in life is to help. And sometimes I help too much. And it's just a side effect of how much I love people. And I've learned over the past couple weeks, people you think you know, you don't know at all and they just mess your head up because you can't realize they're that crazy and then some people you had no idea they could be a part of your life just swoop in and be like yo i'm a friend i'm a friend i've been watching how you do things and i want to be here for you so i'm learning a lot about life in general and making a lot of transitions in life and so I stepped away from the podcast and I stepped away from everything I do and I kind of just isolated myself for a good four days. I didn't tell anybody where I was. It was right before I took the gig of Podcast One, which I hope they signed me one day. Um, <laughs> I got a lot of work to do. But I had to take that time to learn about me. Learn, you know, it's a lonely time. And sometimes pain builds Endurance and pain builds character. And, you know, you got to go through the pain to feel the pleasure. Pain has taught me a lot. And that time away, you know, just walked away from the podcast. Walked away from everything. Took time to myself. Bought a truck. Started driving around, you know. Shout out to my midlife crisis. (laughs) And I'm sorry I'm rambling on. I just have a lot to say, and I can't say it the way I want to say it right now. And it's really freaking frustrating. So I will get it together. I'm not going to edit nothing. I'm too tired, too lazy to edit anything right now. But I promise you, I know the last few podcasts have sucked. To me, they have. 
And it's not from, you know, to whoever was a guest, it's no diss to you. It's all me. I haven't been myself lately. You know, and I've been searching for happiness that isn't there and hoping for a different result. But they say you keep doing the same thing over and over and not getting the same result as like insanity or something like that. So I was this close to quitting my podcast. But my sis, Shanae, talked me out of it. Yeah, I'm embarrassed her again. And I want to keep doing it. I want to make this thing the biggest podcast that ever was. And I'm not going to stop. But I need the help and inspiration of others. I really, I, I really need to get feedback. Like, what do you like about the podcast? What do you hate about it? Would you call in and talk to me? Let's talk about different topics. It doesn't have to be just stupid stuff. I mean, I try to avoid politics for the sake of not having to deal with stupid stuff. But I, 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 I welcome it. So if you want to talk about anything, let's do it. You know, DM me at Big Brother Jake or at the Big Brother Jake podcast on Instagram. That's where I'm at the most. So just send me a DM and let me know you want to come on the show. And we'll make it more interactive that way. Because I don't do this live and I don't have a bank of callers. But I like to do one live. Like go on Instagram live and do an episode there. So you can see how I do it. Like as if you're in the studio with me. So, yeah. I'm ready for the next phase of the Big Brother Jake podcast. With help from my man Steve Scorsese, a.k.a. Black Stefan. <laughs> Steve Scorsese is his new name because he's so dope behind the camera. Now, this man has done, uh, have made songs that have been on soundtracks. You know, he's ASCAP affiliated, so he get them checks and royalty checks. So that's my man. You know, rolling with a squad now. It's not just me doing anything by myself. I'm trying to make this thing pop, and I can't do it without the listeners. Man, y'all been so dope. Everyone that supported the show, everybody, everybody. When I had Jeremiah Spicer on, shout out to the homegirl, Jenny Trujillo. She got him on. She gets an executive producer credit for that episode. So I had to shout her out too. I, there's so many people I have to think, but I don't want to embarrass some of them. And the other half to think, and I've forgotten, I don't appreciate them. And that's not true either. So the Big Brother Jake podcast doing things for the rest of 2019 and all 2020. Taking it to new heights. Trying new things. Yes, you've heard this, but I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. There's no restrictions on this baby anymore. None. None. And I'm going to prove to y'all, with the help of y'all, that this podcast will be heard by the right people. And it won't be just a novelty act. This is for real. I want this thing to be different. And I'm being so open to y'all right now, it's disgusting. So, before I get too open and start talking crazy, I want to say thank you for listening once again. One year anniversary of the Big Brother Jake podcast. And as I clear my mind and get things more organized in life, these podcasts will be back to how they were in the beginning. I don't want y'all to get lazy on me and say, oh, man, he sucks now. I don't want to listen no more. I got to keep it fresh. I got to keep it honest. I got to keep it real. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about things that are going to make you feel uncomfortable. We're going to talk about things that make you laugh. But above all, we're going to be authentic with it. So 
Thank you for tuning in to the one-year anniversary of the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Again, soundcloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. You go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or tune in. Keyword search the Big Brother Jake Podcast, and you will find all archived episodes. Go listen to Stephen A. Smith. Go listen to the homie P-Dub. Go listen to my man Walter Goss. Go ahead and listen to Curtis King, Amy Van Dyken. They're all up there. My man Jim Daniels did a damn episode. Radio legend in Los Angeles. So find them all. All right, I'm rambling. I got to stop. Till then, y'all. Deuce. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.